welcome back to our, do we want to call this part B? Part two, part two man. Part two, A, B switch, part, you know, one, two switch. Shut up. All right, welcome back to part <laughs> two, um, where we're going to continue talking about those top five mistakes that cable companies make. The last time we got through only one, two, and three Jesse's stories were a little long, but we still love them. And then today we're going to try to finish up with four and five. You uh, ready to get this started, dude? I promise it's going to be long-winded all over again. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So let's jump right into number four. They're creating jobs instead of careers. They're making this a, you know, when I started, I remember coming in, I was all excited. I'm like, all right. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life, right? I'm a young kid. I got a pregnant girlfriend. Uh, A few months before that, I was living in a damn pop-up camper. Like, I had no career trajectory. I had always thought I'm going to go play college football. When I got in trouble and that didn't happen, I'm like, okay, I got to figure out what I'm doing. So, It just sounds like a jackass, but I'm pretty sure there's like 17 movies out there that explain everything you just said. (laughs) There may be. (laughs) I, I feel like they've made a movie about this multiple times. I'm pretty sure a freaking Lifetime has one on Weekly about it. Well, if they'd have done the story of Jesse, it'd be like, and you know what? The Rock would have to play me, though, because that would just make it epic. So if we ever oh have the, God. the story of Jesse, Dwayne Johnson's got to play me because he would just be cool like I am. So, you know, either Buddy, that we or... could barely afford the fucking hand clap. You really think we're going to get fucking Wayne Johnson on here? Well, maybe not, but uh, you can always dream, dude, you know? Yeah, of Um, course you can dream. (laughs) But I didn't know what I was going to do. So, like, when I fell into building cable, I'm like, well, I I don't – and I did it for a couple of years, but I'm thinking to myself, I'm a contractor. I get paid every week, but I don't have any insurance. I don't have any benefits. Hold on. I I just need to remind everybody how you fell into cable. You fucking walked outside and yelled at a guy who was fucking driving on your lawn. That's pretty much accurate. Yeah, I was. Yeah, uh, so. I was drinking in my buddy's driveway. I was driving my girlfriend's car. Um, I was drinking one fifty one Bacardi, and I drank almost a whole bottle. I was really good, feeling good, and I couldn't probably tell you what my middle name was at the moment. I was gone, and this guy in a bucket truck almost hit her car, and it pissed me off. I don't know. I was just pissed off anyway. I think because when I drink, I get real mad, and uh, so I was like, "Hey, motherfucker, what the hell was that? And what are you doing? And blah blah blah." And, this other guy, you know, here's the big T-40 bucket truck, and then here comes the guy in the little white pickup, the boss guy. He goes, calm down, sport. You know, I'm like 18, so he's like, he called me sport, which even when I worked for him, on my hard hat, it said sport. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. But uh, anyway, like, yeah, that's how I feel I like, again, cable. this is the beginning of another movie. Dude, it's true, though. That, that's my life. Like, I, he, I was like, I don't know what possessed me to say that. Like, where I was like, hey, man, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but I'm better at it than you are. I don't even know where that line came from. But I've told that story a million times to my friends and everybody. And it's really really what I said. I don't know why the fuck I said it. And I had no idea that it was going to put me on this lifelong trajectory that I've been on. But I was like, yeah, motherfucker, I don't know what the fuck it is you're doing, but I could do it better than you. And my name's not Sport. <laughs> and, and uh yeah dude he's like yeah, uh, yeah you want a job yeah and i met up with him the monday and i started working that following monday this is on like a thursday and i started working for him on monday um jesus christ but i knew doing that like i didn't want to do that forever because when that project i was working on was um 
was done, they were going to move to another city, state, whatever. Well, I had a pregnant girlfriend. I wanted to be a dad. I wanted to be around my family, my friends. So I knew I didn't want to take off, like, going city to city to city. So I'm like, eh, I got to find something else to do. When it started slowing down is when I put in an application to go to work at Comcast. And when I got there, I was like, dude, this is a career, right? Like, I, yeah. can, I can move up. Well, over the years, as things changed, like, I would be one of the top techs in the system. And my system was a big system. So you're talking about almost half the state of Tennessee and a fourth of the state of Georgia. And it's all in a straight line. And out of every tech in that area, I was either number one or number two. Almost every six months, I was a tech, right, where they did the six-month rolling numbers. Yep. And there was only one guy that ever always beat me. And if he did, it was by like 0.1%. Like it was so tight, it was like didn't even matter. So it was almost like a 1A and a 1B. But I was like, all right, I'm one of the best techs here. When I got to CT4, when I, it took me fucking like a year and a half or two years to get into a CT4 class. And I had made the metrics for CT4 the first six months after taking CT3, right? So I should have been a CT3 and a CT4 within a year, right? And done, right? Yeah. But what happened was, I told you, I fell through that ceiling and then they blamed me for it, wrote me up, took me out of the class I was supposed to start that Monday. Like there was multiple times and one time, this is no bullshit that remember I told you I cut my thumb that one time. And the guy blamed you for bleeding on his siding on his siding. You remember that? Yep. Well, they actually wrote me up for that. The next day I was supposed to start CT four class two weeks later. I was on this ride up for three weeks after the seat, they started that CT four class. Maria, the HR lady, called me and said, we were mistaken in that. We're taking you off this write-up. Oh, my God. I, I, I fucking blasted that woman. Now, she was hot. I'm not going to lie. She had a nice ass. And she probably would have got it a lot worse had she I not seen her at that baseball park that day in those short shorts. God. But moving forward, I blasted that fucking woman. I'm like, so you fucked me again out of getting into class and getting a pay raise over cutting my fucking finger. And you know what? Here's the thing. I didn't even sign that right up. I said, you can fire me right now. I'm not signing that. I didn't do anything wrong. And I didn't. No, I guess, I guess by staying in my ground, they finally retracted it. But by retracting it late, I still got fucked out of class again. So it seemed like the whole time I was in this career, that no matter how hard I worked, no matter what happened, I was getting fucked. I felt like I was getting fucked, right? Like a yeah. lot. And like I told, remember I told you just a few minutes ago about the $3,000? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A year before that, and I've told this story before, but I don't, and it, but it just fits here. A year before that, I applied to be a supervisor over the installer and service techs up on the northest side of our, of our system. And I was one of the number one, te- I was the number one tech in our system at that point. And they gave it to a guy who was a system tech 20 years ago, who was now working in the warehouse. And I'm like, he don't even know what's going on out here anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, this don't even make sense. So I was furious about it. And I went to HR and I'm like, this ain't going to matter. But I feel like the reason, and I can't prove it, but the reason you gave it to him and not me is because I'm young. And I felt like that's what it was because I was younger, right? And, yeah. like, and I, I really believe they're like, well, these older guys ain't going to listen to him, right? I really believe that was the issue. But I'm an asshole. 
you're going to do what I fucking no. say. Like, and my kids will tell you I'm an asshole. If I tell them yep. to do something, they're going to fucking do it. And that's the same thing with a 50-year-old man. If I have to be a prick with him, I would have been. But they never gave me that opportunity. So, and then uh, that year, fast forward a year later, I got that $3,000, but guess who won it for the supervisor? The guy that got the job up there. And really? he got, got $6,000. Oh, what the fuck, man? Y'all make way more than I fucking did it. I'm up north. No, nah, like weekly pay, we didn't make nowhere near. And that's the only time I ever got a bonus the whole time I lived there outside of like when everybody made their their metrics and they gave that yep. quarterly. They used to give that quarterly. Yep. But, uh, but anyway, um, what I'm getting at is I was busting my ass so hard because I wanted to, like my goal at that point was I'm going to be a tech op supervisor and I'm going to hang in there. And I'm just going to get tenured and I'm going to keep putting money in my 401k. I'm going to use this job. I'm going to raise my kids up, be able to afford to send them to a good school, whatever. And I'm going to do, and that's how I'm going to get to, because at the, you know, supervisors make a pretty good living, right? They do. They put a lot of shit, but they do. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. Well, no matter what I did, I was always being like overlooked and it it just got to a point where it was bubbling. Right. And like, finally I finished CT4. And I, I told you this before. I took the networking class instead of the the in home bullshit, whatever it was. Yep. You, yeah, you took the networking side of it instead. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to take that instead home. of customer facing. Yeah, fuck. I didn't care about all that. I was, you know, I was like, I'm gonna take this because if I pass this, maybe I'd have a chance to get a system job, right? Yeah, makes sense. And and uh, I took it and I passed it. I don't think I made a good grade on. It. I made like an 82 or whatever the hell. It wasn't great, but I passed the damn thing. And then. About six months after that, a system tech job came open in the fucking system I worked in, like in the Georgia side. They gave it to oh, a fucking shit. business tech in, up in Tennessee. Gave it to a business tech. That damn guy lived 45 minutes from my system. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I was a better tech than he was. You know, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. This isn't a career. This is. I felt like I did such a good job with it that they wanted to keep me there. Yeah. Yeah. I think yep, had because I, you had, were a successful one that didn't bitch. You didn't open your mouth. You just did the work that was put in front of you, and they didn't like that. And had I been, like, if I'd have had a couple of months I had shitty metrics, but I had some months that were good, I bet you I would have got a promotion. I know that sounds stupid, but I felt like I would have. But since I was no, so – you're I probably pigeon, right. I was pigeonholed in one spot i was i was held in this one spot because i did do my job i did stand up for myself when i felt i needed to but i didn't say a whole lot i just came in did my job went home lived my life but i did it to the best of my ability and you don't get a lot of guys like that so you really get one why don't you fucking you know we're gonna keep him there because you know he does a great job let's just keep him there and that's how i felt like so and fast forward to today you know, I'm not in the field anymore, but if you look at it, the, the, like with the metrics we just mentioned, how tight they are and how guys are trying to progress, it's not a career anymore. You're not no. there to have a career. It is a job. I think it all comes back to that incentive and you, you're taking any and all incentive away from these guys. Absolutely, dude. And it's to a point where it's, 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 it's disheartening, right? Because it is. It is. I say that to the technicians I used to work with all the time. I'm like, man, like, I hate that you guys have to deal with this shit. It's so fucking terrible. Well, it's just, it bothers me because 
I worked so hard for so long. And the only thing I really have to show for it now is a lot of knowledge in my head, right? Yeah. Like about things that some of them are kind of obsolete now, and some of it will go on for the next two decades, right? It's going to be a long time before everything's a fiber to the home plant. Now, that's the newest and best thing out there, fiber to the curb, whatever they're doing, different systems. But it costs millions and millions and millions of dollars to completely rebuild a system. So it's going to be, we're going to have grandkids before there's fiber to the home all over the country, right? Oh, yeah. They're building it, building it in spots. But HFC plants, they're going to run those damn things until they just fall apart. Well, yeah, because again, it's all about that bottom dollar. Yeah, absolutely it is. So, but these guys are coming in now, even in-house techs, like in-house does have a lot more perks, but even in-house techs, it's not a career anymore. Like the no. odds of you working your ass off and becoming a supervisor, then working your ass off and becoming a, a, a manager or whatever district manager over an area, you know, a, a, what they used to call that a KMA, like a certain amount of States or whatever. I like, don't even know. Oh, um, to us, it was always supervisor, manager, and then you had the um, FMA manager or no supervisor FMA manager. And then the guy who uh, ran the region. Yeah. The regional, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Regional so manager. The odds of bringing a guy in learning everything there, working his ass off to get to that point is almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's the case and you know, going into it, it's not a career. You're not trying to better yourself through your career. You're just working to provide for your family. It's just a job. Yeah. And that's that's pretty much it. It just turned into a freaking job. And I think the guys who did it that don't do it anymore, that's that's what they would end up telling you is why they don't do it is because there was very little room for progression because I think what ends up happening is the technician gets to a certain spot in his or her career where they just go – all right, well, what else is there to do? And when they don't get any help to get in any direction or they don't see any, you know, clear direction or nobody helps them out, they just get stuck and they get in that bubble that they just can't get out of. And it, what's the, again, what's the incentive to stick around? So to me, unless these companies change it 100%, that part's just going to continue to get worse and worse is you're going to continue to hire people that truly show that if you don't give a fuck, they don't give a fuck. And it sucks because that's, that's the opposite direction we should be going in. Absolutely, dude. Because, you know, like I'm not the greatest at, you know, we talk about this, like with the show, right? Like you're more apt to, you know, line things up and I'm more apt to give my opinions on them. Right. But so you're more the way you think is different than the way I think. That's the point I'm getting at, right? We think yeah. differently, but we get to the same points, right? For the most part. For the most part. But <laughs> for the most part. But everybody's a different individual. So everybody has a different strength and a different weakness, right? Yeah. Well, you know, there's some guys that come in that their strength forever is going to be in front of a tech, in front of a customer, right? As a tech, they're good yeah. at that. They flourish in that environment. You're going to have some guys like you've seen them system techs that are about 350 pounds and they can, they barely make weight to get in a bucket and they don't want to be around any fucking body. They just want to run their outages and be left the fuck alone. And they could have a system job or a supervisor's job or whatever. They don't fucking want it because they're making such big money. 
and they really oh, yeah. only work during outages and like sweeping out a few legs of noise or sweeping and tracking noise so that's all they really worry about and that shit's that's really low 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 stress when you're unless it's an outage being yeah. a system tech really is pretty easy outside of outages outages is what i hated because i couldn't have a life outside of cable like yeah. that's what i didn't like but well and i feel like, like that's and that's why i left cable was because i couldn't have a life out of cable um after you know 13 years of doing it and still having the same schedule and, you know, my life changing and all the things that changed with the company, you know, all of the, I, all the go with the flow kind of things I did. And then when life got hard for me and I needed it, it wasn't available. Yeah, dude. Like, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like different people have different strengths and weaknesses, different environment at home, different circumstances. Like they fit in different, different slots, right? It's not yeah. a one size fits all, you know, like you buy a hat. That's a fitted hat. They'll say one size fits all and it stretches. That isn't how it works in like the cable industry. Guys have different strengths and weaknesses and they fit in different areas. So like you need to spend, have, they need to spend enough time. If they're going to make this a career or uh, offer a career to guys, they need to have enough time to get to know them to the point of what their strengths and weaknesses are. So they can be like, well, he might fit over here or he might fit over here. Or he does fit where he is. Like, yeah. I, I guess in a way you could look at it that I did fit as a tech, but I also had more to offer in that. Cause I, I, I was a, what I thought outside the box a lot. Right. Yeah. So I was like, well, we could do this, this, and this to fix this where we've had 15 people there. Well, let's try this and see if it'll fix it. You know, I'm not yeah. going to give you an example, but you know what I'm saying? I yeah. always thought outside the box and that was kind of the way my first supervisor, the one I got along with so well, it was kind of like that. He thought that way. And he was a great supervisor. And I felt like I could have done that too. I was just never given the opportunity. And there's yeah. so many techs out there right now that are in the exact same boat. Yeah. And now those opportunities are being taken away from them because of COVID. And I think now you're getting a lot more contractors than in-house. I keep hearing the turnover rate is significant um, in a lot of these bigger companies now, but they don't hire replacements. So what do you think they're doing instead? Well, you know, our number five and last topic is underpaying and undertraining contractors. Yep. You know, if they don't replace in-house techs, they have to have techs. So they're going to hire contractors. Contractors mm -hmm. are cheaper for the bottom line and they save money, right? That's the whole point yep. of having contractors. Exactly. But the problem with it and, we're going to kind of be a little redundant based off of a, a past episode, but there's going to be a lot of topics here. We need to mention the problem I have is that like, we're going to use a, like an example and we're going to use like Mediacom. That's a company. Okay. Mediacom. If they have, hire a contract company, they're going to have a contract wrote up and it's going to say how much they're going to pay per this, per that, per whatever. Now I'm going to throw out a number. It's not a real number. This is just an example. If they say to, to ABC Cable, this contracting company, and they say, we're going to pay you $170 for every triple play install you complete, okay? And in the contract, as they're negotiating, the contracting company is going to fight and fight and be, they're going to try to get as much money as they can, right? Because they got to keep their doors open. But at the yep. same time, the companies will be like, well, if you don't take it, then I'll go over here and hire, you know, DEF Cable, right? And they can do the same work that you can do. So. Really, they're kind of pigeonholed 
to be like, we got to take this to keep our doors open. So they're kind of at a disadvantage anyway. So like, say, okay, they'll come back and say, okay, we'll take that. But can you make sure we get, you know, 300 a month or something, you know what I mean? Or whatever the number is. So they'll negotiate to that, but the the price point is going to be whatever the, the cable operator says it is. Right. So, and being the cable and by cable operator, you're referring to the person who is paying the contracting company. Exactly. We're, we're using okay. Mediacom, for instance, you know, or Comcast or Charter or whoever. They're yeah. gonna pay. They're gonna they're gonna put the money out there and say, "This is what I'm gonna pay you for this," and take it or leave it because there's you know 500 more companies out there I can hire to do this, and they'll find me text to do it. Yeah. So they'll 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 take it. Well, what happens there is it rolls downhill. Air, shit runs downhill. We've talked about this before. Oh, yeah. So what's going to end up happening is they're going to get $170 for every completed triple play. And I'm just using – that's not a real number. That's just my example number. Now, that $170, they send a tech out to do the job. Okay, he's going to get 50 bucks, 45 50 bucks. And, you know, we've done triple plays. They can take anywhere from 30 minutes in an apartment. To all fucking day. To all fucking day, really, yeah. And, you know, so that contractor's like, dude, I got to do two or three of these today just to make some money. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, yeah. And and, and that goes back to where I was talking about that long-ass drop. He's got to make that money. I got to do it. I got to make something today. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but that contractor is only going to get like 50 bucks of that. So the company, the contracting company, is keeping 120 bucks off the top of his head. And 99% of the time, they uh, now it seems like they're they're using subs more than just in-house contractors. You know, contracting companies have their in-house techs, quote unquote in-house techs, and then they have the subs that work with them too. So well, now, I don't think a lot of technicians realize that you don't have just contractors; you have subcontractors. So you have contractors off of contracting companies. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So like now they're paying their in-house guys fifty dollars. And they're paying their subcontractors 35 Yeah. Right? That's crazy. You know, it just keeps going down. And then, or, and then you know, they negotiate too, right? So the subcontractor's negotiating with the contractor, and he's trying to get as much money. And sometimes what will happen, they'll give the subs more than they give the guys that work for them just to have get the work done, depending yep. on the situation. So, like, the whole pay structure is fucking broken. Yeah. It's broken. And and you got the half of these subs, you got to think. These subcontractors are paying out the ass for insurance, right? Oh, yeah. Paying out, paying out the ass for insurance, paying for trucks, their own truck. They got to maintenance that shit, man. When you put 300,000 miles on a truck running, doing installs, I mean, you got to get your, your oil changed every, every you know, what, 3,000 miles. You got to, you know, say, you know, you break a fan belt or something. You got to get that. You got to pay for any maintenance. I bust a tire, get a flat tire. I got to pay for that. I got to buy a ladder rack. I got to buy a ladder. My ladder, okay, my ladder slid off the pole and cracked. Now I got to go buy another ladder. I need a meter. Meters are fucking expensive. So you're thinking about the amount of money up front these guys are paying just to do this job for the little bit of money they're going to give them to do it. And they wonder I was going to say, and these are the fucking ones that are con- – and these are the guys in the industry, in my opinion, who are constantly getting their balls busted. Absolutely, man. And, and you can't – and you you can't be – like we talked about it before. You can't hate on contractors. I used to. You used to. Everybody does. Yeah, but you can't I blame do. them for just coding shit out because they're just trying to make a living, and they're, yeah. they're scraping them so tight. So that's one side of it. 
And then we're going to jump to the other side of it that I've mentioned some before. But then they take these guys that were pizza delivery guys or fucking worked in a factory or the grocery store or whatever, you know, or they were a parking range, parking rec department, fucking, you know, janitor or whatever the hell they did. You know, I'm just throwing shit out there. Worked at McDonald's. They walk in the door. They don't have a fucking clue about cable TV as they don't know. They don't know nothing about it. They probably know how to hook up an Xbox. They probably know what a piece of coax looks like. But outside of that, they have no clue about RF, about anything. They don't know. So now what they do, it's fucking redundant, man. Because if you take a guy who is literally scraping his ass off, trying to make a living, and then you put a guy with him and you say, hey, just teach him how to do this while you're working, trying to make money for your family. That's never going to happen. No, Okay. never. He's going to use that guy as a fucking gopher. And he's going to say, this looks like a two-way looks like this guy. One on top and two on the bottom. I need one. Go fucking get it. It's in my tackle box or whatever. But he's not going to teach him anything because he don't no. give a fuck about that guy. And it's not that he doesn't like him. It's like, okay, this is my livelihood, and this isn't my responsibility to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, so, you're pretty much just covering your ass. Yeah, and that's what needs to happen. It is, it is what it is. Now – since that's been so, the way it has been for so long, that's where I talked in our in an in-house contractor episode about the third-party certification, right? Like nope. all these, like uh, over the years, I took some of the NCTI course. I actually took all the Master Tech courses. Which going back and looking back on that, I took two of them, I think, or three at Charter, and then I finished the rest of them afterwards because I was like, well, I get a diploma or whatever. So I took one like every three or four months. And to be honest with you. It was like going to college. It was a great big giant book they mailed me, dude, that looked like the Bible, okay? It looked like the Bible each time. Uh, like, like, not just the New Testament. Like, both New and Old Testament, Bible, like when you'd see at your grandma's house, it's been there since, like, 1920. And they would Jesus mail you this, Christ. and then you'd log in, and it'd be a fat guy with a fucking, like, board behind him, and he'd be, like, up there rubbing his belly and, like, writing shit. You know, you know, and whatever. And you had to li- listen to this bullshit just to go to the next lesson. It was so fucking bad. And That's it was so crazy, dude. Fuck that. Especially if you're spending money for stuff like that. Well, after I was done with it, I never did any more. I was like, well, I'm so close. I might as well finish these last three or whatever it was. Yep. And I did it. And I don't regret doing it. Now, has it ever helped me? Absolutely fucking not. The only thing I've ever got out of it is that when I went to the SCTE show a couple years ago, my name's on the big Master Tech Hall of Fame thing in the in the big, big like, their uh, their booth. <laughs> is it really? No shit, man. I'll send you a picture of it. I really, I swear, it says Jesse and my, you know, my full name there. And it's like, that's yep. pretty cool. And uh, so that was cool. But, I mean, in reality, it didn't really do me any good. Now, on the flip side of that, I've taken a couple of the SETE courses, and they are horrible. Like, I actually, not long ago, I took uh, their field safety course, and it looks, you're not, the idea is you're taking guys that have a background in different things, and most of them that's going to be a tech probably wasn't the greatest student in school. Can you agree with that? Yeah, I have to say, I was a shitty fucking student in school. Okay, so in reality, most guys that are going to go into cable, most of them weren't great students. They just weren't. So having to read, like, PDF files and shit, and, like, I'm talking paragraph after paragraph after paragraph, and then do a quiz on shit that you don't even understand, that's not good either. 
right? No. And then no. and then these companies require certificate, like a certificate, in like I think their BPI in order just to work on their system and they've made that into like extortion in my opinion because they're charging these guys a hundred dollars a head i guarantee you somebody in that office has the answers to every one of their questions they go through help them pass the test print their damn thing off and go to work did they learn anything absolutely not so there's no there's there's been nothing that that they've tried to do that is gonna you know improve their ability in the field no so you have something that's been failing time over time every single year year after year and all as you're doing is you're pretty much in my opinion you're almost like encouraging poor behavior because you're encouraging these guys to like you said pretty much extort individuals to spend money to be become a contractor to spend even more money on all the equipment to then get piss poor training because it costs too much to put them out. But the whole reason why you're using them in the first place is because they're cheaper. And then they have to spend all this money on all these freaking tools, which you probably make money off of too on top of it. Hoping that somebody, somebody out of all of this has a good experience. I will say this. I'm on LinkedIn and I'm going to plug a contracting company and another company because I feel like it's relevant and we're talking about it. There's a company out and I believe they're in Oklahoma. I seen it on uh, LinkedIn, TNT cable, TNT contracting, something like that. They okay. used, they used that CATV training Institute and they won an award through Cox for the best improvement year to year. So I think it was like 2018 to 2019. And they, uh, they were standing there with their group of people and whatever. And that, that is one of the, they have a good product. I, I really believe in it. I've taken, I've taken a couple of them. It's not like going to school. The problem yep. is I feel like that, you know, these guys don't, they're, they're being pinched so tight but they don't want to spend invest any money in these guys because they're scared to death. They're going to quit. But the reason they're going to quit is because they're not giving them an ample opportunity to succeed. Well, yeah, because they're pinching dimes before they even have a time to really spend them. I don't know. To me, it's just, again, you're trying to save a dollar in one place, but you're losing it in so many other places. Absolutely. And, but, you know, I was looking at it and, and I kind of did some research talking about this subject and I've been involved in this kind of area for a while. You know, if you look at price points, you know, if you're required like charters requiring a third party and, you know, Cox requires a third party and they give options. And I think the only company in the country, honestly, that don't require a third party certification is Comcast. Wow. But but I believe the reason that is, is because Comcast will give the contractor like all their training material. And uh, I do not know, actually. Well, I believe this is the fact because I did train in an office that trained Comcast contractors. Yep. And from what I understand is that, and I did this because they gave me a PowerPoint that Comcast had actually given the contractor that we were supposed to train the new techs with. So it's not technically co-employment because co-employment is where like Comcast would come in and train the contractors. That's, that's yep. illegal. Right. So you can't do that. But I, but every other 
company or across the country are requiring third-party certifications. A lot of times guys are doing it the fastest way they can and the cheapest, which at this point, honestly, I just touched on it. The training Institute, that company has the lowest price point and their courses are engaging and they're not real long and boring and dull. And if you, yeah. were, if you, if you actually threw it out there the right way, I believe that, you know, it's a cheap enough option that you could give these guys a little bit of, you know, a head start instead of just throwing them to the wolves. But, you know, yeah. it takes an investment. And that's with anything, like anything they want to do. Like if they would invest, if nothing else, in just hand tools for these guys and maybe like a course or two that is actually relevant to what they're doing, man, they would, they, you, they would see a dr- drastic improvement in turnover. But again, I think it all goes back to whoever the, what do you, I forget how you always refer to them as the actual company itself. The cable the MS, operator. Yeah, the cable operator, whatever it may be. It, I feel like it is like, no matter how I look at it, it always comes back down to there because, you know, you look at it, well, the guys training the contractors and above the contractors and even the guys who are hiring the contractors, it's, but you broke down that entire thing, even just to try to, to, to keep your contracting company afloat, you already have to hack and dash enough prices to just, to, to keep a contracting company so yeah, just to keep the lights on yeah man yeah so they're being forced to screw their own guys so again i don't know i, I don't always want to point my finger at the big bad cable company but i just feel like that good old cable guy that used to show up at your front door that everybody knew it's it's just disappearing it's not a thing anymore you know i i think you know we said earlier that shit rolls downhill well, if pay rates would improve for, from the cable operator to the contractor, all right, here's what would happen. Here, here, that, that is the big factor to the whole thing. So if the cable operator say that from what we're just using this example number again, 170, if they said, okay, next year we're going to pay 220, okay? Just think about that for a minute. Don't sound like a big jump, but that's a huge jump when you're doing three or four or 500 a month, right? Yeah. So we're going to pay you 220 for a triple play starting next year, okay? Say they come out and that's that's the deal, okay? And we're going to count that as cost of living, blah blah blah, whatever. If they raised prices to what they're paying the contractor, the contractor can therefore raise prices for what they're paying the tech, that therefore they can take some of that money and invest it back into, you know, I don't know, trucks or training like a paid training because it costs the con like most contractors will pay guys 725 an hour for two weeks to ride around yeah yep so they got more money they can improve they can improve the training program okay well we're making enough now we can bring guys in for two weeks now and we can actually get them set and ready to go into the field instead of just throwing them to the wolves because we can't afford to pay them yeah so the biggest problem to me is and this is the biggest mistake for a cable operator, in my opinion, a cable company is where they don't pay the contractors because the contractors to a customer, a contractor and an in-house tech is just a fucking cable guy, right? They don't see care. up here. It did, no, it's, that was a huge thing. Like people used to answer their doors going, Hey, are you a contractor? No, mm-hmm. no. to the point where I'd have buddies that they'd be like, yeah, I'm a contractor. Why? Um, I'm all set. Thanks. And they'd be like, perfect. Cancel it door. See ya. Yeah, I mean, there's there's the horror stories, but like, in re and for ninety eight percent of like customers, a tech's a tech, right? 
No, but, that, like that but, was a huge thing up here. Like that was always asked, are you a contractor or are you an in-house tech? They must have been some really shitty contractors where you're at. Uh, um, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. But, um, but, but yeah, what you're probably. saying, like for the most part, most Americans or Canadians or whoever, most people that have cable service <laughs> sees, a, sees a person with a shirt that is gonna that has the logo that's going to fix their shit or install their shit all right they don't care if you're you know most of them don't care if you're a contractor or an in-house tech or a fucking they don't care if you fucking live with your grandma and play with pokemon cards and you did this one time just to give it a shot they don't give a fuck as long as they're getting their shit so that's bad for the for overall business of the cable company if they're not paying the guys paying their 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 uh, partners enough money the contracting companies in order to properly train and develop the techs that are going to be representing their company. That's the point I'm making. Yeah. No. So it, it's just bad business. No, it is. It's it's bad all the way around. I mean, and and I'll, and I'll give you an example. Yesterday. And this, this is completely against – has nothing to do with cable, but this will make sense to you. Elon Musk is one of the top five richest people in the world. We can agree on that, right? He just passed Mark Zuckerberg. Actually, no. I have no idea who the fuck this guy is. I just heard some rapper he, uh, say his name. He owned uh, – he bought out like – he owned like 11% of PayPal before it got real real big when eBay bought it out. He, he's doing that SpaceX shit now where he's trying to send like rockets to, to Mars. Like, he's a billionaire, right? Really? Okay. He's a very interesting individual, man. I, I look him up. I read about him the other day. He's actually from, like, South Africa or something. Um, oh, shit. But he's a really interesting human being. Well, he he was out of college. He, he finished college at the University of, I think, Pittsburgh or something, and he got his bachelor's degree. Well, he wanted to get his master's degree. Well, this was in early 2000. He went and got his master's. He was working on his master's in California. Well, and he was close to Silicon Valley, which is like the uh, the tech capital of the world, you know, Facebook and Google and everything's yeah. out there. Yep. So he decided to jump on the the tech bandwagon, and he was learning to code when he was like 11 years old. Like he was teaching himself how to do this. He's a brilliant guy. Well, Jesus. Well, he took and him and a, his brother built a app that was kind of like the first map. You know how we got Google Maps now? Yeah, they were like he, MapQuest. Yeah, well, he built like the first app that was like, and he did it for like one city. It was like one city, and that's how they started. Kept they always updated it, like so they opened up a Dunkin' Donuts over here or whatever. They put it in the map, you know, or whatever. So yeah, it was like it was like the first app. Well, when he sold it, he sold it for like three hundred million dollars. Okay. Well, Him fuck. and his brother, and this was like uh, after the New York Times wanted it done in New York City, and they started expanding in different states, and eventually he sold it out to this other company for like $300 million is what I read. Okay, well, he spent $200 million of his $300 million to start another company that is now that he started in 2002 that's now known as SpaceX, right? He owns 57% of the majority of it, so he has all the voting power on what they do. But he spent the majority of his fortune that he just made to start another company, and now he's the fifth richest person in the world. So what I'm getting at is he took that money and reinvested it. And by reinvesting yeah. it, he bettered himself long term. That's what cable companies are not doing. No, I agree. 
I agree a hundred percent. They're just, I don't know. To me, it's, they're chasing a dollar and that's it now. It's the quickest way. It, it's like, it, they're, they're like prostitutes, man. It's the quickest 10, 20 bucks they can get. All right. So the five biggest mistakes, <laughs> recognition sucks. Their time management sucks. Their realistic metrics to them are fucking extremely unrealistic. We've talked about how they're not being cable guys in a career anymore. It's just a job and how being a contractor is, I, I don't know. I want to say a thing of the past, but I feel like cable companies are starting to get rid of their techs as well. So I I really don't even know. There's major, a lot of major contractors in the country and they're just eventually, like I've said before, they're going to buy up all the smaller ones. Yep, and and at some point it's going to be about five to seven real big cable contractors that do all the work from uh, replacing feeder and hard line to installs to fiber to every. They're going to do it all eventually, right? Like yeah. you know, five to seven different companies. Right now, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, maybe a over a thousand contractor companies in the country and that's not counting all the subcontractors that are everywhere right that are the little guy that's probably got 10 techs yeah so so they're gonna be it's gonna it's always gonna be a thing because if it wasn't you know comcast or charter or any of these major companies could operate with just in-house techs but it would it would cost them astronomically out the ass with insurance and benefits and shit oh yeah so so that's why i don't think it'll ever go away we just, they just need to fix the system on how it's done because until they do that, it's like a dog chasing its tail. It's like Einstein said, we're going to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over. And we're expecting it to be different. That's insanity, man. Yeah, it is. And yeah, it's yeah. Like you said, I think Einstein hit it on the head. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, Hey, thanks again for tuning into the episode. Um, Check us out on Facebook, Anchor, you know, all the stuff I usually say at the end of every episode. So anything else, Jesse? Nah, man. I, I think I think we're good. All right, guys. Tune in next time, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace! Later. Like what you just heard? Then don't forget to click that subscribe button. Questions for the hosts or just want to say hello, you can email us at catvtechtalk at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash catvtechs. Thanks again for joining us and don't forget, climbing, crawling, drilling, driving is just the beginning.